Like Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more. Now, as you've heard from Bus Aaron there, everyone is looking at alternative ways to do things under these new restrictions. But should this be considered when it comes to testing? A new HICWA report doesn't think so and shows when it comes to testing, what we're doing now is best. And we have Dr Maureen Ryan, uh, Director of Health Technology Assessment, on the line to tell us more about that. Good morning to you, Doctor. How are you? Hi, Gillian. How are you? I'm good. Uh, So what did this report find? Okay, so we published a report yesterday, which was an assessment of alternative tests to the PCR test, which is the gold standard for detecting the virus that causes COVID-19 and the tests that we're currently using in Ireland. And in it, we described the various um, alternative tests that are available or are in development, how they are being used in other countries, how well they perform, their clinical performance, their their accuracy, and also then if they were to be implemented by the HSC, what organisational impact that would have. So what, what preparations would the HSC have to do in order to be able to deploy them? And I suppose what the report finds is that there are alternatives that are becoming available to RT-PCR. RT-PCR is a test that is done in a sophisticated lab uh, by highly trained people and it takes about six hours to do it, generally speaking. So that's the samples that are taken in the community. They go through a high-throughput lab, there's batch testing, and it takes six hours for, for the process to complete. Um, and the newer tests do offer some opportunities over what we have at the moment in that often they require less and maybe very minimal, actually, equipment in order to conduct the test and much less in the, in the line of, possibly in the line of training for some of the tests anyway, to operate them. Um, and they also can deliver results, some in the in the realm of one to two hours and some in even less than an hour. Yeah, we've so, heard of 15-minute test results. Yeah, and then when, when you're talking about there, you're talking about rapid tests. And I suppose when we talk about rapid tests, most people think about rapid antigen tests. And those are the tests that you're talking about that can deliver results in that kind of a time frame. But unfortunately, when we look at the data on it, typically the, um, the rapid antigen tests have less sensitivity than the current gold standard than the PCR test. So they are less accurate in terms of detecting people who actually have the virus. So I suppose what we're saying at this stage is that while there are developments all the time, and it's really in the last few weeks that the more accurate tests seem to be coming available, and the last few weeks and the last few months, um, that what we're saying is that it's now time that we actually look to see how we could use these other newer kind of tests to supplement PCR testing that we have at the moment. But in order to do that, we need to understand how do they actually perform in the real world settings that we would want to use them in, in Ireland. Okay. So um, well, that means the that current... the HSE do studies on that. Yeah. Well, what's the current false, false negative rate with the PCR tests? So the, um, the PCR tests are probably in practice we think in Ireland at the moment they're probably about 90% sensitivity is probably about 90%. So, t- so 10% false negative, would that be right? Yeah. Okay. Um, and is that, that 10% false negative, does that come down to the swabbers and them not doing the swab uh, accurately enough or invasively enough is what I'm hearing is, you know, that if they're, if they're too gentle in doing the swab, they mightn't get an accurate reading. 
Okay, so I suppose there's, it's what's important to understand when we're talking about the clinical performance in the real world setting, there's a range of factors. And as you identify, you identify one of them, but there are a range of factors that feed into what the clinical sensitivity will be or the clinical performance will be in the real world setting. So first of all, there's how good the test is itself. The diagnostic accuracy of the test performed in absolutely ideal conditions, you know, by highly trained um highly trained professionals. Then there are other what we call pre-analytical vulnerabilities and that means things like for example what time in the disease course for the individual was the test taken. So if you take it too early you're not going to pick it up anyway. Um, it, it also refers to um, the sample that's used, the type of sample that's used. It also refers to the swabbing technique as you mentioned already. Also if you need to transport the sample from wherever it's been taken to wherever you're going to actually carry out the test, there are also vulnerabilities there that could happen that might you know, mean that the sample is becomes inadequate for some, for some reason or other. So there are a range of things that feed into what will, deter, will actually be in the, in the end of the day, the clinical performance in the real world setting. So and all those why, reasons can lead to that 10% which could produce uh, a, a false negative? Yeah. Okay. And yeah. with the other versions, with the, you know, the 15-minute version of uh, testing, is is there a much higher false positive rate? Yeah. There's a, well, there seems to be a substantially higher um, false positive rate, certainly in a number of the validation studies that have been done so far. Now, I mean, the, the manufacturer claims would be that they're very high sensitivity, but the manufacturer claims are generally speaking high sensitivity carried out in idealised circumstances. So when you actually use them in the field, in the real world, yeah, that's, that's why we have to do those studies to understand what is the sensitivity. And then in terms of using rapid tests as a supplement to PCR testing, there are, you know, there are decisions that would have to be made then in that trade-off between the advantages it delivers you in terms of a rapid result versus the sensitivity. Well, you know, the, obviously there's going to be environments where rapid testing is the only option if if it's needed for a particular reason. I mean, the one that keeps coming up time and time again is at airports. And a number of our public reps are calling for this rapid testing to be introduced at airports to allow, I suppose, the survival of a whole industry. What are your thoughts on that? Like, uh, is it possible that we could introduce it in those areas and keep the PCR for the general public testing? Okay, so the um, besides the rapid antigen test, there are other forms of more rapid testing than the six-hour PCR test. There are what's called simplified PCR tests or other molecular methods based on other technologies like a test called RT-LAMP. And they can turn, turn results around in, in the one to two-hour frame time frame. And when we looked in the international review, we looked at national testing policies. So now not testing that's been carried out, say, for example, by private companies, but testing that's part of you know the, the public system testing programs, any of those where we we found indications around testing at airports, it was actually molecular testing was being used. So it was either the simplified RT-PCR or RT lamp was what was being used. Um, so they weren't. We we didn't find ones that were using antigen tests in in the con- in the context of a government um, of a government program. And that's for the reasons that I've mentioned already to do with the sensitivity. Um, but that's only one of the challenges that we've got with testing at the airports. The other the other challenge we've got is that that whole area around. Um, predicting what the sensitivity of the test is. It's also dependent on what you know about the incidence of the disease in the population that you're testing. And that's a a real challenge when you're looking at an airport setting because that's an open setting. We don't actually know what the, you know, what the incidence rate is in the travelling population or what their risk of acquiring infection is. So it's different from when you're testing like symptomatic people or you're just testing close contacts where you do understand that. We just don't understand, we don't have that data. So we will be less confident, I suppose, in terms of 
the clinical performance in that setting. And that's why you'd be more inclined and why other countries have been more inclined to use the more sensitive test in that context. You mentioned uh, the six-hour turnaround time, and obviously, you know, there's there's more to it than that. In, in that, you know, this processing uh, from the admin side of it, and uh, the the travel time to the lab, all yeah. that sort of thing. So yeah, people exactly. are can expect. I, I I think it's around the twenty-four hour mark. Is it at the moment for people to get a result if they go go to a a, a testing centre? Yeah, it's it's somewhere between probably one to two days. I think would be kind of the average across the because if they're going to a community testing centre, it's much faster, obviously, in a hospital because they use the simplified PCR testing methodology there. So they get a result in one to two hours, which is really important if you're trying to make clinical decisions about a patient. But for people who get tested in the community, it's somewhere between about one to two days at the moment. Presumably, we're still going to be testing people probably in 12 months' time. I mean, Oh, the, I think so. Yeah. Uh, so... Is this is there this been worked on? Is it possible? Do you think maybe in twelve months' time we, we could have more rapid testing, or is oh, this the pinnacle yeah. of what we're at? Yeah, no, 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 absolutely. I mean, we we looked at this earlier in the year for Neffet. We looked at it in May, and there's been quite a I suppose a, a range of developments since then. Um, and speaking to some of the people who are you know the experts in the area, um, they would say that with any disease, with any new disease, it would you see this kind of like level of iterative improvement in the performance of the test that would happen you know month by month mm. basically. So yeah, absolutely, the tests we've available now in terms of the rapid test are much better performing than what was what was available you know at the very beginning of the of the pandemic when these tests started to come onto the market, and we would expect that those developments will continue. Okay. Well, thanks very much for joining us on the programme this morning. Dr. Maureen Ryan, Director of Health Technology Assessment at HICWA. Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more.